What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Relationships. I am Julie, and I am the money chick, but money doesn't show up until you address the other stuff going on in your lives. Otherwise, you stay in your suffering cycles. This is why today, and in all of our episodes on Awaken Your Relationships, we have Miss Rita here, who is the expert on relationships, and she has helped me in my relationship world so that I don't repeat my pattern so more abundance comes in and it's funny. I was just looking the other day, the uh, net profit of my company is almost three times what it was when I first started working with you. And so wow. I am the example of when you work on yourself. So we work things out or we act it out. We do it through our money, through our relationships or through our health. And mine tends to always act out in relationships. And so <laughs> Rita has immensely helped me in that world. And I, it was just, that was a bridge that I wanted to share with everybody because that's a big deal. That's a really, really big deal because I'm the money chick. And it was so fun to see when we closed out last year's books going, wow, that's kind of cool in a very short period of time. Well, that's exactly it. You know, one of the limiting beliefs that we all carry is that where we're at is where we're going to be for the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. And when you open your mind to the fact that change is possible, then it happens really, really fast. And it goes from, you know, one day your relationship is, you know, blowing up around you and then, <laughs> and then you get distracted and a couple months go by and you're like, Oh, I, I have a handle on this. So even if it does blow up, it doesn't blow me up, you know? Right. Well, and that's where you can stand in the state of the observer where you can kind of look at it and kind of go, hmm, yeah, I'm going to just observe that because I used to participate in that, Yeah, but I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, what do I, like my big one this week, I don't even know if I've shared this with you, but my big one is um, there is this hook with my ex-husband that just can't seem to go away, Right. And everyone's telling me, just stop. And I'm like, I don't know. The only tool he's got to use are my children. And he uses them to get at me. And, you know, not good or bad. He's in his trauma and pain cycles too. You know, I'm, again, sending him lots of love and compassion. But here was the nugget. I had a dear friend of mine call me up and say, Jewel, you've referred me to a bunch of people. You know, can I help you at all? Um, call me you know, and I'll, you know, no charge, blah, blah. And she pointed something out to me that was amazing. She pointed out to me, she goes, so where are you hooked with your dad? You know, and those of you who have watched me before, they had said, I've always talked about how my dad said to me when I was a younger girl, he said, you should have been born a boy because you're good at things. He couldn't equate in his mind that he had a daughter that wanted to be something more than barefoot and pregnant, right? And that I was the child that went to Notre Dame. His boys didn't go to Notre Dame like his yeah, dad. I want to pause you just for a second. It's interesting. Because you're assuming that's what he was thinking. No, no, no. Correct. Right. No, he was just, he was baffled. His whole belief system of the role of men and women was completely turned on his head by being given a daughter like me. My dad loves, I am the apple of his eye. Like there was no malicious intent in any of that whatsoever. You know, I just constantly put him in a state of confusion because it does, his brain is not wired that way, right? But, but here was the nugget this week. The nugget this week was, um, she said to me, you're still looking for approval. I'm like, approval of who? And she's like, your dad. And that's why your ex-husband's still annoying the crap out of you. And I was like, oh, the light bulbs this week have gone off like nobody's business because I'm like, oh, I'm uncomfortable with business stuff because I'm looking for people's approval. I'm uncomfortable in my new relationship when I'm looking for approval. I'm uncomfortable holding boundaries with my children because I'm looking for their approval. And all of a sudden I started to see how this approval thing started to leak into all areas of my life. Then I'm going, I don't need any, like logically, I know I'm a very successful independent woman. I know I don't need, intellectually, I know I don't need approval from anybody, right? I know this, my brain knows this. 
I had no idea because remember our brains operate on two operating systems, the conscious mind. So consciously, I know I don't need anyone's approval, but my subconscious mind is something that hardwired into me when I was a kid is the one that's driving the engine. And so in shining the light on that going, oh, this is the next layer of unpacking my abundance. And it's also been part of the cause of your great success in the areas that you are. No doubt. It's, it, it absolutely, um, in a limiting way, has been my motivator, right? Because yeah. you can only get so far if you're still looking for approval from others to keep jumping off the ledge and living the life that you want to live, mm -hmm. right? So but it gives you a nice foundation at the very beginning to start learning to trust yourself. Hmm. Like when you look for other people's approval, people who you can trust, it helps you trust your own sense of self you've been looking for approval from people who don't know you you know what you particularly need and so they're not able to give you the approval that the, the self-esteem and the self-confidence that yes you are doing the right things you're on the yep. right path yep yeah it's just and it has nothing really to do with any other human being it has everything to do with myself mm -hmm. and then recognizing these subconscious patterns mm -hmm. that keep us hooked into interfacing into the world in a certain way mm -hmm. and like your friend you know let you know we can't get out of those suffering cycles by ourselves we actually need someone else community support in order to help us see outside of our own beliefs and our own uh, right. blocks right and so the next layer that comes is it's okay to look for approval from people just look for approval from the people who know what they're talking about so that you can gain your own self-esteem and your own confidence and then leave the nest. And then you don't need validation from anybody. But if you're still looking for validation, then it means it's a part of you that still needs it. And you can find guides and you can find support that give you the validation that you're on the right track until you get your until you take the training wheels off. Right. Totally agree. Yeah, it's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. Mm -hmm. And, and it, it, it's just about resolving internally the uncomfortable feeling of whether they approve or don't approve, it doesn't matter. And that's, and, and, and it's fun because I've been in the healing business. I don't even remember. I totally lose track. You know, I'll say like 11 and then my sister, and then I'll look on LinkedIn and I'll be like, maybe it's more like 14. And then my sister will be like, no, it's been 16. You know, I've been doing this for a long, I, it just it hasn't been important to me how long I've been doing it. But I've systemized how we heal. So like this morning, I woke up, um, every morning I tend to wake up and I've been processing through the night, you know, my issues, they've been coming up to the surface. And then when I wake up in the morning, I feel the tension. You know, I've got tension in my body. And in the past, I used to do everything that I could to ignore it, to mm. push it away, to um, to just change things somehow. You know, you just gotta do something different. And in healing, we heal when we're able to stay present with an emotion while at the same time, feeling safe and comfortable. So we right. have to allow the emotion to unfold, but unfold as an adult, not unfold as in a child where we're obsessed and it's too fearful. So every morning I feel that tension of things that I'm resolving and I distract myself with something else. So I've been studying Temple Grandin lately. Temple Grandin is the, um, the autistic woman who, uh, because of how she thinks, she's for compassionate treatment of animals in the livestock industry. And she's become known as, you know, like one of those women of note. Yep. She thinks only in pictures. And so I decided to try thinking only in pictures and see what benefits it gave me. And what it gave me for me is thinking visually, like visualizing something gives me a little bit of detachment and objectivity. So this morning, I just sat there with the tension, visualizing like points of light, you know, and flashing lights in my head and just sat with it so that the tension could naturally resolve itself in my body while I'm distracted 
looking at lights in my head. <laughs> and then what happened is I got other little visuals who, that came up. I, I started to tap deeper into my intuition. I started to see things, you know, and then I got a picture about this and then I got a picture of that about that. And so I was tapping into my subconscious, listening to it, and just let my body resolve the tension that was in it. Mm. And so it's about staying present, which does healing. And you right. have to find ways to stay present that don't keep you feeling like you're trapped and helpless. Instead, you're present with something that's pleasurable or objective or enjoyable. And by doing that, you can work through a lot of issues fast because you're not running away from it all. Mm. You're just being with it, not obsessing about it. Being with it, let your body process through the tension. And then on the other side, you're like, you get a haas and insights and understandings and connections you didn't make before, just like you did this week. Right. And it moves fast then. When you do it that way, when you do it systematically, um, you work through your emotional blocks fast instead of waiting that's why it's, your business has grown so fast. You know, one of the, because you've directed your attention on the things that were in your way and just systematically kept getting them out of your way so that you can put your focus on, on the other things you do. And I, re I really want to point out, those of you who are watching, like I really want to point out to you that <clears throat> this has nothing, zero, zero to do with other people. Correct. Our natural response is to put blame, shame, guilt, and judgment out there. Like this is what has been infiltrated in our human response system. And, you know, I, I was raised Irish Catholic. I mean, there's, and I had somebody go, oh, your Irish Catholic guilt is nothing. Wait until you check out Jewish guilt, which goes the guilt and Jewish, you know, and she was Jewish. And I was like laughing going, wow, it's really across cultures. Like no matter what, like, for whatever reason, all of our ancestors, this is something up passed down in how we respond to the world. And um, it really, it, it doesn't have anything to do with anyone else. One of my mentors always said, when you point the finger at somebody else, there's three other fingers here that are pointing back at you. So it's really about being introspective and going, you know, me not looking for approval to others really had, you know, I, I literally had my brother who works with me, you know, yesterday he said to me, he goes, Jewel, it's, this is really not like a, 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 an attack on you per se. It's just, we just want the information, you know, to get to the net, to the right next step. And I was finding myself like trying to explain myself and, and I'm going, I don't need to explain myself. And it's super interesting and in how the world mirrors our insides. And, and, and again, I've been super successful. And this is like, I feel like this is a veil being lifted inside of me that wired into me when I was in grammar school, right? You and do an exercise that cuts the, and, and you'll come up with something that cuts the cord. You, it, in your adolescence, you were supposed to go through the experience where you didn't need validation from your family anymore. Yeah, but here's the thing. That's when he said it to me the most in my adolescence. So it's like the universe gave me a, presented me with a choice mm -hmm. at that time, unconscious to me. Right. Yes, exactly. And, and then that's when he got more confused as to why is my daughter doing these things that my sons are not, you know, he was finding his own resolve and his own wiring that had nothing to do with me. Yes. And I was given a choice at that time. And on whatever reason, my soul chose going, Oh no, we're going to play this game out for a little bit longer. And now you get to choose differently because you're an adult right. who stands on your own feet. So can we share with people, like with, when you're starting to recognize these patterns, like what are some of those tools to resolve those cords? I mean, for me, like I'm shining light on it and I'm literally being illustrated. It was illustrated with my son yesterday, with my brother at work yesterday, my dad, you know, in every facet of my life, I was illustrated that yesterday. It was fascinating to me. And I go, oh, there it is. Something I didn't even recognize a week ago. I now I'm sitting here going, I see it, I see it, I see it, I see it. And then I'm going, I literally verbalized saying, you know, Tim, and this is my son. I don't need your approval. I'm the mom. And this is what mom's saying. Like, end of story. I'm not negotiating with you anymore. 
because my son is learning to do the same thing that my ex-husband and part of the reason I got divorced and now it's reflecting to me with my son. Right. And, 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 you know, Katie here just commented that it's so hard because we take it personally, Katie, you're right. Like I, I have um, taken it personally in the past, you know, that it was a personal attack on me, but you know what, if you've never read the book, the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, one of the things that he says right in there, one of the four agreements is do not personalize because it's usually something unresolved in you that causes you to then personalize. Well, for the last, you know, let's say hundred years, psychology and mental health had said, you have to figure it out. Right. Solve the problem. Right. And it's, it's sent millions of people down this rabbit hole of trying to figure things out. So he, in, um, at one time, the only way they knew how to resolve grand mal seizures was to divide your brain in half. And um, so that it would stop the seizures from controlling you. Yep. And they said, well, since this, since we now have these people whose brains are divided in half, let's, you know, let's see how the brain works. Right. So they would cover one eye and hand them an umbrella and say, we're handing you an umbrella as part of this, you know, as part of this experiment. Right. And then they would cover the other eye. They'd switch eyes and cover the other eye and ask, why do you have this umbrella? <laughs> and people would say, well, I wanted to bring an umbrella with me today because it looked like rain. Right. So our brains make up stories not based on reality in order to explain something that's happening to us. So when we feel something, which might not even be our emotion, we right. could be feeling somebody else's emotion. And when we're kids, we're sponges. We're constantly picking up other people's emotions, your dad's emotions, your mom's emotions. Right. We feel them and we think that they're ours. The conflict you went through wasn't only your conflict, it was also your dad's conflict and you being right. empathic, felt right. the conflict and thought it was yours. Mm. So you've been carrying his burden for a long time. Right. So when we have a feeling and we're taking it personally, we have to realize that um, the feeling is not reality. If we try to explain it, we're gonna come up with a, with a story about an umbrella. It's like on the internet, Google's got anything to support anything you wanna justify. Yes, exactly. Any research, <laughs> anything you wanna believe, absolutely. Right. We have to separate the story from the feeling. Hmm. So typically we make up a story like um, nobody loves me or I'm not good enough. And it's really just a story. And so you have to let yourself feel that story. You have to let yourself feel the pain and the judgment and the hurt, but you don't have to dive into that emotional pool. So when you're triggered, when, you're look, when you notice yourself feeling something, yep. if you pause and distract yourself with something that, you know, Food, alcohol, cigarettes, or visualization, meditation, so take positive or negative. Distractions aren't bad. It's mm -hmm. the distractions we choose that can be bad or good. But when you distract yourself while you're angry, hurt, frustrated, resistant, upset, taking it personally, if you distract yourself with something that feels good, it tells your body that it's safe and that it can let go of that feeling and it detaches the feeling from the reality. Oh. So you keep the memory. You don't create a story. You don't create a story. Instead, you see the truth. Like, wait, I'm the mom. This is my job. And, well, and, and, I, I and say, why did it take me so long to realize that I'm the mom? <laughs> Well, and it's, it's like, and on one level, I know I'm the mom, right? Like, I, I certainly know. The body is holding right? on to an emotion that wasn't yours in the first place, but you've been carrying it around. Well, see, that's the thing. So, so much of my work that I have done, and I know a lot of you women out there that are watching this, this is true for you too. We take on the emotions of everybody around us. Yeah, we make put it on our shoulders. We put it on our backs. That's why we're so damn resilient, mm -hmm. right? 
but we definitely need to learn how to not carry other stuff. Like a lot this is how you do it. This and this is how you do it. It's very systematic. When you feel well, go, ahead. go ahead. Now I was just gonna say it, the realization is going, and this is why us women will gain weight because that's the protection because we don't want to we really don't want to hold any more for anybody else so we start to build this protection and push people away yep so yep, they yep. stop hijacking yep, yep. and then that's when people say oh she's a bitch oh she's a blah 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 and, and then you get labeled because you're pushing it away and however version that you're doing that right and if you still have emotion around it then they feel the energy yeah, if no you're doubt. angry about having to protect yourself, they feel the anger and think you're a bitch. But if you're not angry about protecting yourself, it sounds rational and logical, and you've come up with the best <laughs> idea for everybody. Suddenly, you're brilliant and wise. Brilliant. <laughs> it's very, it's very systematic how you can do things. It it, it started yeah. with um, one tool, which was the 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 turning point for me, the key the key for me, which was havening. Mm -hmm. But havening is literally physically distracting your body in a pleasurable way so that, yep, so that you can let go of the tension. And havening is really noticing where you're at tension-wise, yeah, like right. zero to 10. And then you can stroke your arms. 20 yep. times is a good number. Yep. You can stroke your face. You can stroke your hands. Yeah, how many people sit there and feel like this naturally? Yeah. You can walk back and forth. You know the therapy EMDR? Yeah. It's based on moving your eyes left to right, right? It right. works to process through. Do you know why that works? Why? Because when we walk towards something, our eyes are naturally scanning left to right, looking for, looking, and it naturally suppresses our amygdala and fight flight response. Wow. So you're able to stay with the feeling. It's telling your body I'm safe. I'm walking towards it. I'm walking towards something. Absolutely. And eyes are scanning. It's suppressing your amygdala and you're able to stay, stay with it until the emotion is done. Right now, we think we might have an emotion and we run for the hills. Either we fight back or we, you know, or we do something, alcohol, drugs, shopping, whatever. Well, let, let's talk about that because like we've been taught, you know, I had one of my uh, good friends who does healing work in Sedona and she said to me years ago, Julie, the days of the fighting Irish are over. Yeah. Because I'm Irish. She wasn't talking about Notre Dame. She was talking about the fact that I approached everything from a perspective of defending myself because being one of 12 children and living in a house with so many people i automatically learned how to defend myself like it, it wasn't it was just a part of life right and we we all have learned how to get in this defensive position i mean hell look at what's going on in the world right now right everybody's trying to defend their opinion and defend what their belief systems are and it's like hmm they're trying to protect no we don't yeah, protect themselves from feeling things because you don't think we, we don't think we have any control over how we feel, but we have got massive control. Try it sometime. When you're stressed, I want you to walk towards something, anything at all, and see if it helps calm you down. That's one of the reasons long distance driving works because while you're driving, you're scanning the horizon, it's suppressing your amygdala, and you're able to process through thoughts and emotions that normally would be very painful. I've heard that about airline pilots too, because they're always just looking at the skies. Like <laughs> it's the left to eye, it's the left to right eye movement. And so they they quantified it into EMDR and made it into a thing that you know that you need somebody else. But literally, if you're stressed, walk towards something. You can even pace. You know, stroke your arms, distract yourself physically, go outside and sit on the ground, get a different vibration from the earth, take your shoes off and, and get a foot rub. Anything that allows you to be present with how your body feels without feeling like you're suffering, like yep. you're hijacked. Yep. 
is what will speed through it because we will spend decades running in the other direction and avoiding things. Mm -hmm. And this is walking towards it, which only sometimes takes seconds. Right. Walking towards something many times is what resolves the issue physically walking towards. Well, it's just like shining the light on it, right? If you shine yeah. the light on something, then it dissipates. Like I remember, you know, a lot of my trauma stems from the fact that I finally had recognized, pulled it out of my subconscious brain after years of doing work that mm -hmm. I was sexually molested by a Catholic priest when I was a child and not realizing that that was the basis, but it was really fascinating to me to watch that when I was in that session, it was like a hypnotherapy session that I was in and I shined the light on the experience. Now, mind you, I, at the time I was shaking. I did not know what was buried in this dark corner. All I could see was this darkness in this hypnotherapy session. And they just had me keep throwing bright light to it. And the minute the light was shined on it and it came up, all of a sudden I stopped shaking. I felt the feelings of what that little girl felt when this man was doing that to her. And once the light was shined, it was like gone. And then like, like all your feelings. The big It was like problem. magic. It yep. was like, people are like, when I tell people that story, they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And they start to go down the trauma. I go, no, I'm really great. Oh, it's great. It's, it's, I finally it's resolved gone. it. It's like, for years, I didn't even realize it. It was so buried in my brain. Yep, you're I didn't even realize it was there. But I knew something wasn't right because there was something not working out in my relationships and stuff like that. Had had zero clue until I finally unpacked it. And zero, zero clue. We have no idea. I've done work where I've started out with, um, I don't know, being pressured for time. And then I'll do some of my tools. You know, you're with the feeling and you distract yourself. You're with the feeling and you distract yourself. And I've realized, you know, that it would have something to do with the memory that happened when I was seven. And one of the things I can't impress enough on everyone who's watching, not everything you feel is your feeling. Right. And so, so the true. problem with sexual abuse when we are children or even any sort of toxic family situation is as children, we're even more empathic, even more sensitive because we're dependent. Right. And we are getting overwhelmed by the feelings of the people around us. And we think that they're ours. Mm. And we absorb them thinking that they're ours, carry right. them with us until you shine that light and right. you let them go because they never really were your insecurities. They were never your attention. And as a kid, you couldn't handle it, but as an adult, you can. Right. And shining the light bridges it. People think we have to go linearly, like we have, like, like, um, like we have to go in order. We have to clean up this, and we have to clean up this, and we have to clean up this. Right. In reality, like in a football game with a forward pass, you get to throw the ball over all of the other players to your receiver in the end zone. You don't have to run the ball. You don't have right. to go through all of the, you know, all the people who are looking to beat you up. It doesn't have to be a straight line. You actually get to kind of go up, address just the issue that's bothering you, just that root issue, and then all sorts of things clear up. Right. It's and people don't realize that. They, they, they think they have to relive their trauma, and you never have to relive your trauma. It, Ever. You, you can be present in your system, in your body, and have someone holding your hand, and you don't have to relive the emotional memory. You can detach right. the two. Right. And that's what I help women do, is, is detach the emotion from the memory so that the emotion stops controlling them. That's exactly it. And then you can, it's amazing on how when you do that, how the whole basis of everything shifts for you. Yes. Because all of a sudden you can't actually interface in the world the way that you did before that. Yeah. And this it's a validation. If you needed validation, you're looking for validation from everyone in every area of your life.
yeah, it's not just that one incident, right? That's why it's so inner. That's why I always say we work it out or we act it out. We do it through our money, through our health or through our relationships, because it does show up in every area of your life. Mm-hmm. So like, if you're, if you're a person who's sitting here and you're, you have a credit card issue, you know, you keep paying it off, jacking it up, paying it off, jacking it up. Well, this is where that unresolved emotion is actually playing its way out. Even if the trauma came from something from a relationship perspective. Yeah, or a movie that you watched when you were three because you, your cousin babysat you and they wanted to watch Psycho. Totally. Things yep. are weird. Yep. You can't know what it's associated with. For me, the things which are associated are not logical. They're instead the same level of energy. Right. So if I had a really exciting time at Walt Disney World, I may only remember that in association with a, another level of that height of energy, which was when I was abused. And then I'll, I'll forget, or it'll be blocked, all my great memories of Disney World because they're behind and associated with the trauma of being abused. Even though they may never seem connected, mm-hmm. but they're at the same level of excitement, let's say, it, it, right. excitability in my nervous system. Right. And that's where a lot of my associations happen, not because they're, they're connected, but because they're connected on an energetic level. They were the same level of energy and so everything else, the good stuff and the bad stuff are blocked until I can get rid of whatever I'm avoiding. Hmm. Does that make sense? Super fascinating. Yeah, it makes sense to me because I've lived it. And, and certainly those of you who are watching, like if, if, you, if it's triggering you and you're curious and you're like, hmm, I'm wondering what that, that's when I would encourage you to reach out to Rita directly because when she had this stuff hit home for me, and in my own personal world, it was like, oh, the light bulbs just started going off. It was like, ping, ping, ping. And all of a sudden things started to make sense. And then all of a sudden, then the healing started yeah. because she would teach me these tips and tools that I could do not only like when I was with her, but in sessions, uh, when I was like, whether I was at work or, you know, oh, yeah, people don't like me because I interrupt their stories a lot. <laughs> so we're so used to telling yes. our <laughs> I know we're attached to our story. I want you to hear my story. I want to tell you my story. I have my story. I'm going to shove it down your throat. (laughs) My story is right. And I'm saying, well, that's a really great story, but now put down the damn book. Mm. Let's, let's, let's stop. You are not your story. Your story is just something that was created. And so when we can separate our story from reality, then we're able to deal with reality in a very grounded, centered way. Completely different way, right. And so I don't want women to waste time. I don't let them waste time. I'm like, okay, you can go to therapy for 10 years and tell your story until you're sick of your story and I'm sick of your story, but I'm not willing to waste my time doing that. Well, so here, that brings up a really great point that I really want to hit home here is the fact that they have now proven when you do this kind of healing work, when you grab it on an energetic level, that you can get through what would take 10 years yes. of traditional talking psychotherapy in a half you hour. You can now do in 30 seconds flat. 30 seconds, half, you know, it's a short, short period of time because all your life you've been avoiding this feeling because it meant something. And now you're, you're, you're telling that little girl, that part of you that was scared, hey, this really isn't as scary as you think. In fact, let's go play and let your body kind of sort this out and you'll feel better in a little bit. That's almost actually what happens. I tell myself in my mind, no, just look at these pretty lights in my head. Your body will sort it out. Right. When I do that, I give my body permission to heal itself Right. instead of protecting you know, protecting a story which probably wasn't even mine mm-hmm. it was imprinted on me when i was a kid by somebody else who had hang-ups and issues and it's time to cut those cords those emotional cords with the past so that you can be the full version of you that, and and not not just be who you are but become who you're meant to become exactly that's the piece 
become who you want to become. You know, I set the intention a few years ago going, you know, I don't even really care what it is anymore. I just know I have this internal burning desire and this calling to do this work in the world. And I don't care what it is. I want it blocked. I want it unblocked. I want to be as free as a bird. And I don't even care what the, what it is or why. I, when I set that intention, I had zero clue that the underlying, all I was doing was setting the intention that I wanted to bust through whatever it was that was holding me back to unleash itself. And you do not, and, and that's, that's the thing. We have this mindset, the male mindset is we have to power through or bust through something. And the feminine energy is, no, we need to allow it and set up a situation where it's fun while we do it. So I do a seven week program where every week we shine a light on a different area of, of their life, uh, home, health, wealth, intuition, spirituality, relationships. And just the act of shining the light on it with a supportive group of women, you know, who laugh and enjoy each other's company and working on building our intuition that's how you can heal. You don't have to heal by beating yourself up and climbing to the top of Mount Everest. Right. You know, you don't have, you can heal by going to the spa. <laughs> or King Spa here in Chicago. King or Dallas. Spa. Yeah, around here. <laughs> but we aren't taught that that's a legitimate way to heal. Right. We're taught that it's only legitimate if you could plow through it. Yeah. If you plow through it, but feminine energy needs to come forward where no, yeah. it's, we just need to hold space for our pain while telling ourselves it's safe enough by eating ice cream. You know, if, if you like ice cream, you know, <laughs> or, by, you know or, or by talking to a butterfly that's fluttering by, you know, or picturing oh pretty so lights pretty. in your head you know well, you don't have to do it trauma you don't have to re-traumatize yourself it's ridiculous well see that's the thing like that's when we choose that that's just a north another story we're hooking to mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep and we have to realize that god it can be easy like i bought a peloton a peloton treadmill love 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 it one of the biggest things i've learned from peloton is that i used to say Oh, I got to go beat myself up on the treadmill again. And it's like, no, I don't. Like I have learned they're like, you can get your 45 minutes in, have 10 minutes be a warm up. Make sure you save 10 minutes for a cool down. And I'm like, well, I could do a 30 minute workout super easy in between. Like I've just always been like hammering myself to strive to get to that. I got that A type personality that just is like plow through. And What's interesting is I'm having more quantum leap change in my life by not doing that because I'm tapping more into that divine feminine mm -hmm. and allowing my body to actually release the excess on my body and, and get healthier. It's really You're not holding on to it anymore. You're allowing it to let go. Yeah. You know, my, my exercise um, genius move was there's a, a type of, there there's a, you can... You can work out for two minutes a day and it is super effective. And of those two minutes, I work 20 seconds and then I take 10 seconds off. Yeah, the whole interval stuff, yeah. Yeah, but only for two minutes. If I do it for two minutes, I get benefits from that for the next two days. And so I can find two minutes where in reality, I'm only exercising, let's see, 20, 40, 60, 80 seconds. I'm exercising for a minute and 20 seconds. And it's the best physically I have ever felt in my life, even if I would do hour long workouts. Well, it, yeah, that's the whole thing around interval training, short, intentional, effective. Mm -hmm. And that's what, that's what healing, emotional healing is as well. It can be short, interval, fun stuff that you enjoy doing and effective because we're, we're walking towards something. We understand how the body works now right. in regards to emotional healing. And you can heal stuff that's, that you don't even know is bothering you. You're, you just keep triggering and you don't know why. Right. Which is probably what, what caught, you know, it encouraged you to get divorced because you just kept triggering. 
Oh, and, and I remember, <laughs> yeah, well, that happens a lot when somebody's following you with a phone too, telling they're going to call the police and tell them how shitty of a mom you are. Yeah, but if you were okay with that, you would have turned around, walked towards them and said, go ahead, I'm not a shitty mom. Boom, boom, right. Yeah. yeah, and then they would have been. I was still looking for his approval, right? right? They would have been intimidated, and they and they would have backed off because you're a scary woman who's unpredictable, and we don't know anything about women. Oh my god! Oh uh, yeah, because yeah. now you were the the emotional powerhouse. You were the one that turned towards him and became the aggressor, not aggressor, but the one that says, "Really, I'm a bad mom." You want to tell me about that? Yeah, I just was like, what? What? Are, like, I, I was flabbergasted. I'm like, I bring in all the money. Right, but you went we in. You two nannies. You went in. You're not home dad. You won't get a job. But what you needed to do was just turn around and walk towards him in a, in a, in a, in a, in a confidence-centered way. But and yet, in the moment. And he would have freaked out. I know. But in the moment, that was not an easy task to do. Yes. It was, it's I mean, a place today, you know, I'm divorced. I don't live with him all the time. And when he does, cause he hasn't changed. He's still doing the same stuff. We'll do this cause he's a person with this. Right. He's going to keep doing the same stuff. But here's the beauty. When you shift internally, then everything else starts to shift around you. Yeah. Cause again, it's not about anybody else except for what's going on inside of yourself. Right. And then, you know, there was, um, they did a study on people who were muggers when they were in jail and they said, because I love research, and they said, okay, we want you all to watch the same videos of people and pick out the people that you would mug. And they all picked out the same people. Because when we, how we carry ourselves, what we think about ourselves, how we show up in the world either says that we're victim yeah. or that we're, we're somebody to be reckoned with and it might not be worth it. You know, we might, we, we are not easy prey. <laughs> and so how you carry yourself tells people that you're not to be preyed upon. And then the predators fall away because you're not, you're not easy anymore. You know, whereas before they know you're easy when you get angry, when they can trigger you, when they can manipulate your emotions, when they can make you feel intimidated. And when you keep clearing out the stuff that wasn't yours around it, you no longer look like the person that they want to take advantage of because it would be too much work. You have no idea how true that statement, that paragraph that you just said is so real. And those of you who are watching, if you haven't lived that yet, exactly what she just said is exactly what I lived to a T. And it's been a few years of me working through that but it's so true that when you shift internally, you no longer are the person that gives them the energy by doing what they've always done to get energy and resource from you. Mm -hmm. So when you shift and say, oh, no, 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 I, 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 no longer, I no longer need to be the host any longer for anybody else's life force. And if you like somebody, then you you recognize you're giving them an opportunity to make a choice to be happier in their own life by having more effective relationship skills, more effective communication skills to drop their emotions. Mm -hmm. So when we shift internally, we change all of our relationships for the better because we give them an opportunity. There's a great, I went to Columbia a bunch of years ago. I had an opportunity from somebody that I knew, you know, in an odd way, I wasn't really close to, they contacted me and, and they were living in Colombia again. They were Colombian. And they said, hey, I'm going to be taking people into the mountains to talk to the indigenous tribes there, the Arawaku, you, you know, a small group, because I'm thinking I want to take tours later on. Do you want to come? We're leaving next month. You've got a month. So I'm now telling my husband, I'm considering going to Columbia. I don't really know this guy and I don't know who else, I don't know the person who's going. And we're leaving in a month. You know, what do you think? I had my dad calling me. 
my husband and, and 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 in my mind i was in such a space i said no i'm giving them the opportunity to support me mm. and so i you know i i I'm considering it. I'm thinking about it. Do you have any good advice? You shouldn't go. Why are you going? I don't want you to go. It's a bad idea to go. I understand that. And I really re respect and appreciate your point of view. If I did go, which I haven't decided yet, you know, what, what are the things that I might want to look out for? Right. And so I kept looking at it as I'm giving you an opportunity to be the best version of you that you can be by supporting me in something that matters to me so that I can stay safe, I can come home alive, right. I cannot be traumatized. But the shift was, well, I'm gonna do whatever, you know, instead of, well, I'm gonna do whatever I wanna do because they can't tell me what to do. It shifted to, I'm giving them an opportunity to be a better version of themselves by supporting someone they love and helping keep them safe. I went to Columbia. I went to Columbia in a month. I had an insane time. I learned a lot. I probably never want to go back, but, um, <laughs> but here, okay. This is where it all ties together. Though. This is when the abundance shows up in your life, whether it's abundance in relationship, abundance in financial money or abundance in your health. Right? So it's these things when you are true and authentic to yourself, and you communicate to others and you hold boundaries that align with your authentic self internally. And even to me, that was a very loving and compassionate thing that you did by giving, holding the space for the best version of them to show up for you. Yep. And by yeah. the time I left, by the, like a, a, a week before I was, I was gonna go, hop on the plane and go to Columbia, this was like 15 years ago. My husband's like, he, the conversation a month before it started with, don't expect me to pick you up, you know, to, to pick you up from the airport. A week ahead of time, he's like, you mean you don't want me to drive you to the airport? You want me to drive you to the airport? See, this is how it happens, ladies and gentlemen. I am telling you, this is how it shows up. Like, it's fascinating how our subconscious minds respond and trigger others. And when you don't play the game, all of a sudden everything elevates. All right. the abundance shows up. All, all the things that your heart desires shows up when you decide to change the story and don't play the game. It's right. really fascinating to me. It, it really is. And, it, and for all of our lives, we've been told these things, you know, all the spiritual gurus are telling us this stuff and all the men in high positions who are, you know, ohm and love me. You know, they're all, they're all saying, you, you just have to change how you think. You just need to change, you know. And it's like, really, tell me how I'm supposed to do that because I'm really pissed off at you right now. You're going to tell me how to feel better? And the thing is, if you go directly to the body, it's that forward pass over all those guardsmen. Over yeah, your body smart as shit. We just don't listen to it. Right. So, so you jump over all of the naysayers, all of the issues by dealing directly with the emotional tension in your body, releasing the emotional tension in your body and the problem's gone because it probably was never your problem in the first place. Right. So it's time to let it go. Like the thing your dad said was never your problem. It was always his problem. And when you dealt with the emotions that you absorbed from him, you were able to let him have his beliefs. Totally. Yep. And you just totally. moved on with your life without carrying that, that stress on your nervous system that you'd been carrying your whole life. Right. Totally. And now you reclaim yeah. different parts of your soul and different memories. And now you have more energy and you're not tired and you have more focus and you have better. Oh, and, and my, my gut is healing. Uh -huh. That's been the most magical thing is Isn't that, that my crazy when that happens, you're like, my gut health is so much better. so if you, any of you guys have uh, gut issues out there, oh I am telling it's you it's because you, you need to stop carrying other people's stuff. Yep. Because it's literally physically killing you on the inside. And the only, the fastest, easiest, most graceful way to stop carrying somebody else's stuff is when you're feeling negative, stressed, overwhelmed, tired, you go do something that makes you happy. And totally. if you can't get up and do something that makes you happy, 
then move your <laughs> eyes to the left and to the right. Just move but, to the left, even under your eyelids. You can move. I had somebody saying, and it's so funny that you're saying this, Rita, because I have somebody who keeps saying to me in my life, they keep saying, you just need to sit home and sit in your shit. I'm like, why? I want to oh, just- Who wants to sit in their shit? Are you oh. kidding me? I don't want to no, sit I in just my shit. Going, I want to like, get rid of my shit. <laughs> well, to me, it's just, it's all vibrational. So if we're only living in the present moment, why not just go do something that's fun? And not something that's destructive to myself, but go have some fun. Like, I don't know, let's go to the spa. I don't know, let's yeah, go exactly. to my favorite restaurant to eat. Oh my gosh. You know, but it's so funny. Like, it's- sitting in your shit if you keep saying well i'm just gonna go sit in my shit well then you're just repeating another suffering cycle who wants to sit in their shit i want I, literally i would rather <laughs> go to the spa than sit well that was a big shit. aha for me Woo! Yeah. and that's you know, really the key we could talk forever you know what i know i i am so grateful that all of us have spent this time together rita how does everyone get a hold of you they can find me at ritahickmancoaching.com and my specialty is women in narcissistic and toxic relationships. However, really my genius is the ability to help you get rid of all that stuff that's weighing you down in a really easy, fun, laughing, enjoyable way, fast. So, so if you have any kind yeah. of problem, just come to me and I can help you get rid of the emotional blocks around it. So you can then, you know, make money and find better. And if we can, right. And if we can help any of you guys, if you want to come on live, like we will pull you on. I know people are a little bit hesitant to go live with their stuff, but you know what? If you're willing to talk about it, you're then going to help hundreds of other people yeah. then heal it because you've got it. I remember when I got divorced, one of my coaches at the time said to me, thank you for breaking out of a relationship that was mentally and emotionally unhealthy for you because now you've just broken the mold to allow a lot of other women to do the same. Yeah. And it's true. Like yeah. you're, you're raising the energetic grid for all of us. Yeah. And so if you want to come on, just send us a message. We will uh, pull you on and we can talk about whatever you're comfortable talking about. Yeah. And, and you um, don't have to put your dirty laundry out there because really it's not about going through, and as I said, this is what irritates, can irritate women about me is I'm like, no, I don't want the details. I'll listen to the details maybe once, but then after that, I don't, I, right. yeah, I don't need to hear the details. All you need to do is feel what's going on and then laugh, you know, right. feel what's going on and then stroke your arms 20 times, feel what's going on and then picture pretty little lights in your head. It's really, yeah. it, it's about learning how you work so that you can use it instead of going with the old models of, of, you know, tape machines where you have to go in order. You don't have to go in order. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks everybody. Have a fabulous week. And thanks at the you. least we'll see you next Thursday at 11 a.m. or 9 a.m. Central. Woohoo. Great. See you later. Care, bye. bye.